Hello, and welcome to Finding Peace Within with your host, Lisa L. Dalton and Candace Mollison. Let us first thank you for tuning into the podcast. Are you ready to live a life worth repeating? If so, grab your pen and pad, get ready to have thought-provoking conversations where we will bring insight and awareness on the importance of being true to who you really are. So, sit back, relax, and let's begin this journey to finding peace within together. Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. We didn't really have a relationship as I got older. When I was younger, we used to like hang out, do stuff, have dinner, sleepovers and stuff. But as I got older, we became more and more estranged. And all I ever really wanted was like to hear two things from him. Mm. I love you and I'm proud of you. Wow. And now get your pen and your pad as we continue on our journey to finding peace within together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Finding Peace Within with Lisa and Miss Candace. Candace will be joining us a little later in the episode. Um, so it's just me to start it out. Let me first thank you for choosing Finding Peace Within to be a part of your day. There are so many podcasts out there. There are so many good, good podcasts out there that are sharing um, information that is helping us change our lives, uh, be better people, create businesses, and um, Finding Peace Within is among the million, and I thank you for clicking on that button. If you haven't liked the podcast yet, like it, share it, give me some claps, give some feedback, and subscribe. I always want to, as always, share good information, something that will make you want to make a change and do something different in your life and bring some sunshine to someone else's life. Um, today's show is going to be really good. Um, first of all, let's just say thank God for the rain. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for the rain. We did our Lorraine dance last week and the Lord came through as he always does. He always comes through. We had a great week, um, a little busy, but you know, that's a part of um, having your own businesses and having ministries. We like it when we're busy, but today we're going to um, go a little deeper today. As you know, Finding Peace Within is here to help provide information that will help you on your soul journey. And we, when we talk about soul journeys, we talk about we're, we're dealing with the real part of the man that helps us make decisions, whether they um, make us consciously aware of what we're doing and the soul helps us decide how we're going to respond to what happens to us. So in today's subject, I went back um, way back to a topic that um, that is very dear to me, and that is. When pain and soul meets, the truth is in suffering. I am an avid reader about things that's going to help me really deal with uh, my issues and the things that cause me pain. So I, um, I read a lot. So I, I have this book by Thomas More, 
and it's called Care of the Soul. And I read this book last year. I started reading it um, the end of 20, like 2018 and all of 2019. And something happened over the weekend that really prompted me to pull the book back out. So I, not only did I pull the book out, I went back to a blog that I wrote um, in 2017. And I want to share this with you because it really, really blessed my soul so good. And Candace and I had a conversation about um, about the soul and about my first book that I wrote, the um, the sec yeah the second book, Finding Peace Within, the Prayer Journal. Um, and we're getting to that once Candace gets in um, about our conversation um, and and what. Um, her soul journey is like because she's still young. She's 26, but she has started her soul journey. journey, And I just think it's amazing to be um, young and now starting to work on those things that still causes pain. So in my blog, I wrote, how are you? Fine. You're fine? Yes, I'm fine. That's what we say. But we may be tired, tired of living, trying to keep things held down, and we're tired of faking it. We're tired of faking the funk, as we say, and we're tired of being sad. But there are just some days I just want to give up. So my question is to you now, you, my listeners, have you ever felt that way? I'm going to let you think about it. Have you ever felt like just giving up? You say, I'm fine. Yes, I'm good. Is everything, everything okay? Yeah, I'm good. I know uh, wives and girlfriends and you know, women, if, you're, if your husband or mate ask you, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm fine. And that's a no-no. When a woman says she's fine, nine times out of ten, she's usually not fine. But when we ask ourselves that question, how are you doing, Lisa? And you say, Lisa says, oh, I'm fine. But yet you know you're suffering with some unresolved pain. What is pain? Here is how I define pain. Pain is a source of discomfort. Pain is that which is caused when something unpleasant, unexpectedly happens pain is that thing that breaks your normal way of living pain is when the unexpected challenges in life knocks us off our feet you see pain doesn't have to be associated with hitting your toe on the end of the coffee table or the pain you get when you touch the surface of a hot stove. It's not necessarily the pain you get when you get a paper cut or from the hangnail that just won't go away. Pain comes in different forms. The pain we're talking about today is the pain of the soul. That pain that still remains in our lives because we fail to observe where the pain is really coming from. 
In my study of the book, Care of the Soul by John Moore, I'm learning that we should work with what is rather than what we wished it was. Yes, we need to learn to work in the now. Because when we don't, when we don't work within the now, that, that, to me, that just makes us just ignore what's happening, which means that you're not going to deal with the issues of today, which means that you're going to continue to go on through life as if nothing's wrong. Yes, we can live in the future, but you got to deal with today to make tomorrow better. You can't just say, I'm not going to deal with this today because tomorrow's coming, because tomorrow is going to bring that same pain. Because something I've learned about relationships, we take ourselves with us everywhere we go. I don't care how many relationships I've had. I've been married three times. Each relationship each marriage, I still brought Lisa into each one of those relationships. Now, it was up to Lisa to decide what part of Lisa was she going to leave behind, which meant I had to really deal with what was happening with me today. At the moment, I could not ignore what was happening. You see, to go beyond something Today means you are bypassing the stuff in the middle. You got to deal with the stuff in the middle. When we're on our journey through the world, through life, it's more difficult because we have to observe what's going on in our world, which I've found to be one of the hardest things for us to do. So what does it mean to observe? When we're observing, we are looking at something, right? We're not just looking at it just to see um, what's wrong, but we also we also observe things such as um, we observe Martin Luther King's birthday. We observe Fourth um, of July. So those are uh, ways that we celebrate in observation. But how do we observe our soul and then turn it into a celebration observation? It only comes when we do our work. We want to sidestep negative moods and emotions and our bad life choices and unhealthy habits. So we, we, we look at what we're doing, knowing that it's not right. I know it's not right to... to uh, cuss my husband out which I never do and never will do I know it's wrong um, to to be mean to people I know it's wrong not to help the poor not to help the homeless I know that's wrong to do but we cannot overlook any of those things when we're dealing with the pain and the care of the soul um, we have to observe the soul as it is in order to deal with the pain it's in. We have to observe, look at, take uh, inventory of the soul as it is in order to deal with the pain it's in. When, when I did my initial sermon, uh, in our church, we have to do initial sermon, even if you're going to get licensed as, as a missionary. And I talked about um, how mean I was. 
in in my foul mouth, not in a cursing way, but in a very impatient way. And that's something that my husband pointed out to me as we were dating. He was, but because I was a minister of music at my church and he and I always worked together in the music ministry, he let me know that I was mean, that I wasn't nice and nobody liked me. Can you imagine nobody liking Miss Lisa? I mean, like, really? I used to think I was the nicest person on the earth that I knew, you know, because I always thought I was nice, but he pointed it out to me that I was not nice. Now, I did not get upset about him telling me that I began to observe um, some of my actions and my sister-in-law also echoed him to say that I wasn't nice because we all grew up in the church together. So I just really began to to look at the things that I was doing that was um, offensive to people. And what I realized at that stage in my life, I was in so much pain myself. I was still, I hadn't dealt with rejection. I hadn't dealt with abandonment. I hadn't dealt with, you know, not feeling wanted. And so my life spiraled into you know, promiscuity and looking for love in all the wrong places and making decisions that was not good for me, nor my son at the time who was still a child. You know, of course, he's grown now. But at that time in my life, he was still, you know, young, a teenager, a kid. And, you know, not listening to my parents when they say, Lisa, don't do this. Don't go that way. You shouldn't do that. But I did it anyway. Um, I, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. However, it took someone bringing that to my attention. And letting me know, you need to work on that. Religion can have a way of making us believe that salvation would take away the pain. But on the contrary, my friends, when pain and the soul meets, there is now an awareness that wasn't there before. And that's something that salvation doesn't do. So you know, the, the Bible says that we should work out our own soul salvation in fear and trembling. When, re, when we're really working out our soul salvation, that means we are really dealing with the things that's happening in our lives. But most of the time we put a deaf ear to what's happening in our lives and we don't want to deal with the pain. When we begin to do our spiritual work, we will find a deeper respect for what is actually going on in our lives. If we try to avoid the realities that life brings, the mistakes and failures we make beyond the ability to deal with the soul, you have to face it head on, guys. If we try to avoid the realities that life brings, the mistakes and the failures... And yes, there are failures. We have to go beyond the, our own ability. We have to allow our soul to get us back to a place of wholeness. So how do we avoid those things in life that has caused us pain? There's one thing, um, when soul is neglected, I want to share this. When soul is neglected, it doesn't just go away. It appears symptomatically in obsessions, in addictions, in violence, and loss of meaning. Just like I just shared, you know, that pain will show up some other way in your life. 
Um, you may uh, be an overeater. Uh, you may be someone like I used to be, you know, dealing with bulimia and not are anorexic, not eating at all. Or you might find yourself um, in bad relationships. You may find yourself isolating yourself from people where you don't want to be a part of a team. You don't want to be a part of a family. You don't want friends. You don't want nobody calling you. You don't want nobody coming over at your house. It's just me, myself, and I, us three and no more. You know, I think it's us four and no more. But when you're talking about yourself, you just don't want, you don't want to be around people in the, in you know, God said it's not good for us to be alone because it causes that no one likes to be in solitary confinement. We can be in consolatory refinement in our own minds. We have to get to the root of the problem. And that's when wisdom begins to take place. Our whole interest would change when we begin to do the work. Find the wisdom from God and he will help us. When we don't have that wisdom, we resort back to the past and any little thing will trigger you to go right back to the past. And that, and so now you're killing future relationships because we haven't dealt with what the problem really is. By caring for the soul, we can find relief from our distress and discover deep satisfaction and pleasure. I call that joy. We had a really, really, really good conversation um, with some of our uh, members of the ministry about what joy really is. And joy is when you find peace in the midst of the storm, knowing that God has everything under control. Soul is tied to life and all it brings. Yes, everything that life brings, our soul is attached to it. It is our nature to try and alleviate any pain when caring for a loved one. You know, there are a lot of um, intervention shows where the family really cares about the loved one and they want to get them off drugs, get them off the street, stop them from prostituting or whatever. Most of the time it's related to drugs or hoarding. You know, the hoarding shows too, y'all. When you are a hoarder, you don't throw away stuff. You keep or you keep buying and buying and buying and buying and buying and buying more, but you never give away. That's a hoarding spirit. That is dealing with pain too, when you are a hoarder, you never give stuff away. You keep broken stuff. It's not serving you. Why are you keeping it? You know, you can't get when your hands are closed. I give away a lot of stuff. Every year I go through my closet and I just give stuff away. I, I'm not a hoarder. My husband gets on me all the time because he may be looking for something and I've gotten rid of it because we haven't used it in a couple of years. My thing is, if I haven't used it in a year or two, it's going to the goodwill or I'm giving it to um, the women's shelter, uh, to the church at the clothes closet It's going to somebody else's house. It is not staying in my house because I believe there's a spirit behind hoarding. There is a, a sense of um, I've never had, so I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep. And there is a fear behind that spirit. So, you know, we, 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 fear comes in many ways. And pain shows up in many ways. 
It is our nature to want to help. It's our nature to want to see people whole, but people have to want to be whole. Because when we deal with pain, we're only caused, when, when we don't deal with the pain, it creates more pain. And then dealing with the pain would cause pain. But at least this time, you're working toward making things better and being aware. Because even when we are aware of the pain, the pain doesn't always, um, it goes away, but the hits are not as hard. You'll, you'll find yourself not reacting um, as the way you're used to. You'll start, you're start responding as opposed to reacting. Sometimes it's good to just submit to the pain and let the healing begin. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. We, we just like, no, nah, it doesn't exist. I'm good when you know you're not good. So we need to, you know, as um, you're here, Candace say, and when she comes on, fine is not fine. Soul is revealed in attachments, just like I just stated, love and community, as well as our inner communing and intimacy. When we're in pain, the people that are closest to us get the biggest hit. Man, I don't know why that is, but when the people that we love the most are the ones we mistreat the most, and it's not fair and it's not right. So if you're being mean to those that are loving you, that's your ride or die, that's taking care of you, making sure you got what you need, even when they don't want to give it to you, you need to say, hey, I'm sorry. I repent. I'm going to do my best not to do that to you again because we cannot do this thing called life by ourselves, guys. It takes all of us. It takes all of us and a spiritual life of some sort. I worship God. I meditate. I spend time with him. It's absolutely necessary for psychological health. And excessiveness of ungrounded spirituality is not good either. When all, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's in the Bible, but I know I've heard it in the church. To be, you're heavily minded that you're no earthly good. That is not good either. You don't need to be walking around with your Bible all the time, you know, preaching to people, condemning everybody to hell and not showing love. And that's one thing that I've learned growing up in the church. Man, everybody was going to hell. <laughs> there nobody loved nobody and it was the church mothers who was the meanest but anyway so we have to put soul in a hierarchy in our lives most of us have come to know soul through our complaints when it stirs up issues for us and those issues are coming from emptiness meaninglessness meaninglessness um vague depressions Unrealistic expectations in our marriages, in our families, in our relationships, a loss of value, and we're yearning for something personal and fulfilling, and a hunger for spirituality. I'm telling you guys, spirituality is very, very, very important for you to have in your life. You gotta have spirituality, you gotta have God in your life. Without Him, man, we are lost. All of these symptoms reflect a loss of soul and they let us know what the soul craves. Without soul, whatever we find will be unsatisfying for what we truly long for is the soul in 
every area of our lives. When we're looking for we for validation in other areas, I don't care, and um and and I don't really like to dwell on this, but this is just uh, a testimony and an experience. And many of you may be going through the same thing even right now. Um, it's hard to to love someone who is not lovable. You cannot satisfy a person when they are empty themselves. It's like a leech. The more that leech just clings onto you and drains your blood and they take all your energy that you, I don't care what you did do or are doing. You cannot satisfy an empty person because they are not doing anything to fulfill themselves. You can be with them 24 seven, but if that person doesn't have a life of their own, you're going to be drained, literally drained. The foundation of the soul is self self knowledge and self acceptance. You got to know who you are. We can't care for the soul if we're not familiar with our ways. We all know who we are. We all know what what triggers us, what, what sets us off. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to share with you all something that happened between my husband and I this weekend. We went out with some friends. And he asked for, for my debit card. And I'm thinking, you know, like, we everybody on their own, you know? But, um, so he asked for the debit card and I just kind of looked at him and, and threw it on the table <laughs> and I don't normally be, uh, react that way, but I was like, yo man, these people work too. <laughs> they can pay for their own meal, you know, but he looked at me and I immediately so said, Lisa, you hurt his feelings. And he, he's like, never mind, I'll do it myself. And he was going to the car. And by the time he got back, I had already paid for it. And it was a quiet ride on the way home because I knew I offended him. But that morning, I we woke up and there was no arguing. I have to give him time to get his thoughts together. But that morning, I said to him, will you please forgive me? I am sorry for hurting your feelings. And of course he did. But it's because I'm doing my spiritual work. I have to do that, guys. I cannot sit knowing that I hurt his feelings or anybody's feelings and not acknowledge it. There's something I wrote in my first book, um, The Prayer Journal, The Journey of a Smile. Um, and it is, the first question is, I, um, what is it you wanted to hear as a child that you were never told? And this is a conversation that Candace and I had in relations to that. So I'm going to bring Candace on and we're going to talk about that part of her journey because that's something that, that had been holding her back from continuing to walk in her healing and her peace and her finding her peace within. Okay, so hold tight. In my my second book, the finding peace within prayer journal. Mm -hmm. The first question is what was it you wanted to hear as a child that you were never told? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so deep. 
deep. Ouch. I immediately knew what it was. Well, tell me, Candace. Well, I'm like, okay. Because, see, this is a part of the soul part. I'm saying we're sitting on the sofa. Candace is in open counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I always had, like, a really great relationship with my mother. She was, like, my road dog. We did everything together. We would go out. We would have dinner and oh we just did everything like we went to museums like all kinds of stuff she made me such a well-rounded cultured kid and you are thank you (laughs) shout out to my mommy that's because of her but um with my father we didn't really have a relationship as i got older when i was younger we used to like hang out do stuff have dinner sleepovers and stuff but as i got older we became more and more estranged and all I ever really wanted was, like, to hear two things from him. Mm. I love you and I'm proud of you. Wow. And it wasn't until I had went to Switzerland, which was this year, but now it feels like it was last year. This year is so long. It wasn't until I physically went to go see him, sit with him, talk with him and stuff, which it took three different conversations to finally get to what I wanted, which was... I love you so much, and I'm so proud of everything that you've done. And then he said, and look at you, like you did it all without me, Mm -hmm. but you did so good, and I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you. Wow. And thank you. He said thank you a lot because by the end of the trip, I guess I had talked to him because we were having open therapy sessions with each other, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really just like addressing everything from the time he left until that point that we were seeing each other really for the first time again for since i was like 12 or it was 12 years it's it's been like 18 years or something like that wow yeah wow it's super deep that's really good though we have to dig deep yeah we have to dig because i like you candace had that same thing well i did get the i love you Mm -hmm. but the I'm proud of you. Yeah. And you are you are wanted. Mm-hmm. Because when I when my parents let me go stay with my grandma at twelve months, I always felt they gave me away. Mm-hmm. But once grandma died, that's what I found out the real story. And just a few months ago I asked my mom, how did I really end up with grandma? And I'll be 56 years old in two weeks. But it's it's that that created all the other crazy in my life. Because mm-hmm. I'm here I am looking for validation. Somebody, tell me I'm a part of you. Mm-hmm. Am I a part of you? What's my last name? I got like so many. Now I'm a Dalton and I love being a Dalton. You know, so I scratched all those other names. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married three times. Um, but to God be the glory, that pain and suffering has created the light that I am today. Yeah. But it, I had to really have this conversation with my 81-year-old mom mm. to find out what what really happened. And older people not ready to talk about all of that. Ah, oh, it's all good. You, you, you turned out good. Uh-uh. But no, nah, I ain't good, though. Yeah, there's still this part of me that has questions. And until 
those questions are answered or until I address that part or until I face that part, I'll always feel incomplete. That's a good word. Incomplete. You know, I I really, really enjoy watching RuPaul Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anticipating that to come up next. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Not just to learn about how to put on great makeup. I mean, yes, <laughs> definitely one way to learn. But just to hear their stories mm-hmm. and how some of them were accepted as who they are by their families and some of them were rejected by their families. But they all have a soul. Mm-hmm. They all want to be loved. We all have a soul. We all have a journey. But as RuPaul say, in that community, their their family, they create their own families yeah. because their their immediate families for the most part reject them. Mm-hmm. Because they you know, they're looked at, you know, at as misfits or whatever. Yeah. Well, however their families look at them. That unrealistic expectation that mm-hmm. we talked about last week. We have to really be realistic with the expectations that we put on people. Yes. And so when I, I look at Um, shows such as that I really see people that have a great gift to give to the world and we have got to start looking at people differently yeah we all have a gift to give to the world however it comes and that's a part of my spiritual journey I don't have time to judge you based on what you're doing now I'm gonna look at some fruit (laughs) you know you judge the tree by the fruit it bears but I'm not judging your life. I can't judge I can't judge how you live your life. If there's a way I can help bring the light and it be better, then that's my job. RuPaul says, How can you love how can you love how can you love the world you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. You gotta love yourself first. Yeah. And it starts with being honest with who you are. You gotta start with telling yourself the truth. Come clean. You know, when you cheat, you got to come clean with whoever. Yeah. You got to come clean with yourself because a lot of us are cheating on ourselves. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Stop cheating on yourself. You, you, yourself deserve more. Yourself deserves better. Yeah. So stop cheating on yourself. <laughs> yourself deserves the best of you. That was deep. The best part. <laughs> Yourself deserves the best part of yourself. Yeah. And if you don't know what that part of yourself is, then I, I suggest you spend some quiet time. Ooh, yes. Because when you sit in the quiet, like in the real, real quiet, and you just let your thoughts start to wander, that's when the stuff starts coming out that you're like, oh, my God, no. But you need to, oh, my gosh, like, talk about it. You need the, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. As Oprah says, the light bulb moments. Yes. You need those, oh my gosh, this is for real. And I really need to deal with this. Yes. I really need to deal with this. So how, what what do we need to leave with our listeners today? On how can they begin to take the steps of, like we just stated, finding the answers to that part of you that you don't know? If you have... Um, an EAP plan or just really good insurance like we do that allows you to go to a therapist, definitely do it. You know, six to 10 sessions. 
I think EAP covers like six to ten sessions for free. You know, just do a couple of sessions and go in and be honest. You can go in the first time with questions or stuff that you know that you have problems with. Like, I'm sad all the time and I can't figure out why. Like, mm-hmm. just go in there and just be honest about it and let them guide you and help find some answers and dig deep. Dig deep. Yeah. That's really good, Candace. So there is no reason why we should be walking around in pain Mm-mm. walking around uh, working with broken pieces yeah you're functioning as i say a functioning alcoholic is still an alcoholic we are functioning i don't know we're functioning in the fine like i'm fine i'm okay we're functioning in the fine and the okay mm. just getting by yeah and we can't be functioning in the fine Cause fine ain't fine. Mm-mm. Fine's not fine. Mm-mm. Wow, this was a good session. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Y'all learned something about me. We have therapy, and I hope you guys <laughs> <laughs> had your pens and your pads out, and you're doing your own therapy. Yes, sit in the quiet. Sit in the quiet, and let those questions get answered. Yeah. And if it means you have to go and talk to mom and dad or sister and brother or whomever it is mm-hmm. and say, why did this happen? And and if they say no, say, I really need to hear this. I really need this from me because I'm trying to find peace within. Yeah. And this part is I just don't feel complete. Just like Candace had the car, hard conversation with her dad. She had to go to Switzerland to do it. I didn't go to Switzerland and do it. That's a long, that's a long <laughs> that's trip a long to have a conversation. Trip. Exactly. It's a long trip to have a conversation. But she did it. Yes. And I feel way better having done it. That's good. That's good. So don't ever think going to therapy is wrong. Don't ever think having the hard conversations is wrong. Because your soul deserves to function in peace. Mm-hmm. Right, Candace? Yes. Right. So our takeaways are get help when needed. Get help when needed. Tell the truth while you're there. Be honest. Sit in a corner. Meditate. Meditate. Fine is not fine. It's not. Fine is not fine. It's not. Right. Yeah. So, guys, this is the end of the podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to Find Peace Within with Lisa and Candice. Remember, a centered mind is a centered soul. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can follow me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton. And follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. I even have a website findingpeacewithin.org where you can read some of my blogs you can find the books that I've written and even some of the workout videos that I've created until next time remember to find peace within a centered soul is a centered mind